Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. Welcome back, everybody, to the wonderful Macrobre Academy. Today we are talking about some shit. And let us introduce ourselves. I am Kevin. I have no reason to be here and no usefulness, but here I am anyway. Uh, we do have the lovely Steffi. Steffi actually has a reason to be here. Steph, say hello. Steph, hello. And give us your credentials. I'm the resident nerdy witch. There you go. And back from a long hiatus, we have the wonderful Brandy. I'm still trash. But you're here, so... But I'm here. Yes, Yes. you're trash and you're here versus trash and not being here. That's fair. Oh, you were sorely missed so much. So much. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. I mean, listen, I work at 4 a.m. These late nights are not my friends. But it's not a late night. It is. It's not anymore. Don't pull that shit because we tried to move the podcast around we to meet did, your schedule and, and you still fucking bailed on us. Because I'm still an old lady and I was like, okay, I'll be up at like seven or eight. And then I was in bed by six o'clock and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, like, was four in the nap. afternoon. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, I was asleep. I am garbage. <laughs> I like to sleep, guys. Okay. I, you- I had to find a completely new spot in my house to podcast, and you're like, fuck it, I'm not going to show up. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. Uh, anyway, it's, back. it's good to have you back, you little hoe. What are we talking about this week? What are we I talking know, about? I don't know where my notes went. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't, so, I don't have notes. No, you, you, oh, get, they are. you get the surprise of the story. I get to be surprised. Yay! Well... Since you clicked on it, you know that the name of this week's episode is Peyton and the Slender Man. So we have quite the scary story to tell you. Speaking of scary stories, let's jump right in to current events with Kevin. Texas is going to be turning blue in the next couple of years because they just rescinded their mask mandate, which means everybody's going to die. Oh, good. And Texas was already it was already a toss up in the last election, so I I kind of see Texas becoming blue here soon. So there's that, I guess. I don't know. Wear a fucking mask. It's not that hard. What <laughs> under what? No. Why? When? Where? Not only did they get rid of the mask mandate, everything is open to 100 percent capacity. Are they allowed to travel? Yes. Can we just block that state off? No, because our lovely government decided that the travel restrictions no longer apply here. So, <laughs> not that anybody was following them anyway, but you know, at least we had them. Now we don't. So, I want to move. There's nowhere to move to, unfortunately. Every place sucks. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm banking on Canada. Uh, good luck. Same. <laughs> Will they cut my uterus out? Because we're back on this. You can't get into Canada right now anyway. The borders are closed. Also, they're doing worse at vaccination than we are. So you might want to hang around to at least you get vaccinated. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah. So listen to this bullshit. Tiffany, my roommate, works at the hospital. They will not vaccinate her because she had COVID. You can get it again. Exactly. The CDC says to vaccinate even if you've had COVID. Yeah. But her managers are like, yeah, no, we're not going to like sign off on that paperwork. You're not allowed to do that. Oh, like, no. what? What are we doing? The absolute bare minimum. <laughs> Literally. We've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. Mm-hmm. For those of us watching the video podcast, we have a new member of the audience. Say hi to the new member of the audience, everybody. Here, say hi, Ursula. Meow. <laughs> I hope Sal Maiden can bring up the purring because it's so sweet. I'm now a cat person because this one is not floofy, so it is not from the devil. Yes. All cats are from the devil. Steph has a cat now. So, all right. Now that we've wasted some time fucking around, let's get into the heart of what we're actually talking about. So, Yeah, I want to tell my spooky story. Sure uh, you do. I do. Yeah. I got my security blanket and everything. And your security cat. And my security cat, right? I got I got the 
a hot chocolate to warm my soul from the scary story. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So Kev, why don't you kick off our, our spooky episode this week? Before we dive into the true crime part of this case, we need to talk about who the Slender Man is, which is not me because I'm kind of chunky. So Brandy, do you know who the Slender Man is? I'm yeah, he scares my life. Perfect. All right, proceed, Kev. What a like great nightmare to come back on. Look at that. Give me night terrors. Yay. Well, hopefully then we can do another podcast later and get another one in since you're already going to be awake. Perfect. See, if you're already awake, why not, right? Yeah. We're going way, way back to 2009 on the 10th of June of the of, of the year we were just talking about. The first post about the Slender Man was found on the Something Awful website, which is on the interwebs, as we all know. And it goes as follows. We don't want to, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time, dot, dot, dot. The post goes on, but that's what we're going to deal with here. No, it doesn't. It actually literally has dot, 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 and stops. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, the creator's username was Victor Surge. This was a submission to a Photoshop contest that challenged artists to make something real that was not. We know the pen name for uh, the pen name used. I'm sorry. Let me start that all the fuck over again. Get <laughs> your shit together. Come on. It's too early for this shit. Shut up. It's it's late in the day. You always complain. It's one o'clock in the morning. I need to go sit on my couch. We should start at like 10. I need you to know. You're like six hours too early. I haven't even eaten. Listen, I haven't even eaten today. Like Same. Same. Oh, no, guys. (laughs) One o'clock in the morning is when I get up to go to work. Perfect. We can record on your way in. Perfect. That's exactly what you want to do. Exactly. So back to what we were talking about. We know the pen name was you was for Eric Cundinson. Cundinson? Eric Somebodyson. He contributed two black and white images of groups of children to which he added a tall, thin uh, figure wearing a black suit. Although the previous entries had consisted solely of photographs, uh, here. he supplemented the submission with snatches of text that spoke supposedly from witnesses uh, describing the abductions of groups of children and then giving them giving the main character the name the Slender Man. Eric used the Insidious Beast by Zach Parsons, The Mist by Stephen King, Mothman, The Mad Gasser of Matin. Yeah, I can't read my phone the way I was sitting. So I wouldn't I say it's Matoon. M-A-T-T-O-O-N. I couldn't read my phone very well the way I was sitting, so I decided to move and make it a little easier on myself. Somebody needs reading glasses. Shut up, I know. I also need to go to the dentist, the doctor, and I need my massage gun to show up so my shoulder stops killing me. I got some issues. Leave me the fuck alone. So, yes, it is definitely a tomb because there's two T's in it. And Kevin he gets sassier it. when Brandy's around. Yeah, he does. Damn. And I just got a message from Brandy. Weird. Did you really? I did. Fuck, that's weird. It is weird. Ooh. Ooh. Aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens. But it's oh, actually I'm saying ancient, it's aliens. It's actually ancient assassin theorists. Okay. It sounds good. Definitely. So, where was I? Yes. So, he combined all of these, these books and then reports of shadow people to help conceptualize the idea of the Slender Man. And he must have really done his research because... 
He also used the Tall Man, Tall Man film from 79. And that was a work of... Wait, what? No. Anyway. So the film is called Thank Phantasm. You. Yeah, you jump in here as needed. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Brandy, you can't, you didn't see the notes, but it's, it's in the notes. 1979. Yep. Film. Fantastic. I wasn't born then. Me neither. <laughs> this is one of those few times where we're all young enough to not have seen the thing. <laughs> so let's see. Where were we? Well, use that film. Phantasm. Yes. And then he also used some surrealist works and survival horror video games like Silent Hill and Resident Evil. You, you missed, you missed Lovecraft and William S. Burroughs. Just well, now you just covered them. Yeah. <laughs> so now works. you just covered them. We don't need to cover them anymore. See. I'm trying to get you involved here. See, with the back and forth, the interplay, it's fantastic. See, see, look at that. (laughs) I'm garbage. I'm sorry. His intention was to formulate something whose motivations can be barely comprehended and which caused unease and terror in the general population. That was his words. Generally... His physical description is that of a very thin man with long arms, and he wears a dark suit and tie. His face is featureless. He doesn't speak out loud and is said to have black tentacles or tendrils that can manifest from his back. Sexy. I was just going to say Steph's into this now. (laughs) He uses these to encapsulate a target. The Slender Man is often associated with the forest and or abandoned locations and has the ability to teleport and also has telepathy. Proximity to the Slender Man is often said to trigger a quote, slender sickness, a rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, and delusions, often accompanied by nosebleeds. Brandy. Me. Once you see him, he sees you and will stalk you for the rest of your life. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die. Slender (laughs) almost becomes a virus of the mind. As he evolved the concept of electromagnetic interference with electronics is added to his skill set. Much like various other paranormal entities. Videos can be interrupted with a symbol that looks eerily similar to the Zodiac Killer, and he can also cause distortions in audio. Fun, right? That's scary. It is. He was designed to fucking be scary. So, like, people that think this up, like, they're fucked in the head, right? A little bit. A lot of it. Got it. I mean, he he went beyond the status quo to make his images stand out in this contest. And he wrote just enough under these photos to capture the imagination. And I think what also really sucks is it's ambiguous what happens to his victims. It's always obscured. We don't know. Right. Are they dead? Are they a lot like we don't fucking know. And what's crazy is once this hit the internet, game over, right? Because the internet was primed to build a myth. So a a concept like this can be easily replicated since no context is needed. So this then caught on like wildfire to every major platform on the web. Uh, And and then it kind of, once it hit YouTube, it kind of spread across the world and it gave non-English speakers a chance to break into the myth and help it grow. Stupid YouTube. Yeah. God damn YouTube. Well, the kids. They're not even helping save. They're not even helping save the bees. Like 
like the other, like the one point, like Pornhub. If you're going to be doing shit like this, save the bees or the wildfire or the or the forest or something. <laughs> well, what kind of sucks is uh, there. Do you guys know what creepy pasta is? Yeah, scares my life. Everything scares you, Brandy. I'm a child. Hi. Except texting during the podcast. That does not scare you. I'm not sorry. <laughs> well, m- my kids, right? The ones that I watched and one of them that I birthed really liked the creepy one pasta. One of them that I birthed? Yeah, one of them. The small child so does like, not know of the creepy pasta. So, like, here's my problem with creepy pasta. Okay. I it's love creepy. it. It's creepy. And I love it, but, like, I always find it late at night. And, like, I shouldn't be reading this late at night, but I'm in love and I need to read it. So, by late at night, you mean, like, 4.45? (laughs) I mean, like, on my way to work or while I'm waiting in line to clock in at work. I'm like, this is creepy. And then I'm like, no, I can't do this. Because then I go home at noon and I try to take a nap and I can't take a nap because I think there's things in my closet. Somebody sent me a creepy Well, there's something pasta. behind you. Shut the fuck up, Kevin. There is. It's on your headboard. It's very cute, though. Oh, my cute little octopus. Yeah. Well, somebody sent me one of the creepy pasta videos in the middle of the night, so I was not happy about that. Uh, I decided to only watch those in the daylight. But uh, for some of us old fogies out there who do not know what creepypasta is, I'm going to try to at least throw a definition at it. Um, So it's a website that posts for related legends that have been copied and pasted around the internet. Um, These entries are often brief, written by users, and they tend to have paranormal themes intended to scare the shit out of you. Yeah, that. Can I tell you my favorite one? When Go you're done? for it. I want. I want to know. It's the Russian sleep experiment. How does that go? Oh, you gotta find it and read it. It's scary. You can't give me a and synopsis. Like, basically, so like it makes you think this thing is real. Where like they put like five or six people in this chamber and like they take all the oxygen away and they're not allowed to eat. They're not allowed to sleep they're not allowed to do anything and they pump this gas in and then they like rip all their skin off and it's disgusting and all you hear is screaming because all the lights go out you have to read it it's scary every time i read it i think it's real oh shit it scares my life well i think i think that's why it's so successful i mean they they make it gruesome with murder suicide otherworldly shit but there's just it's presented in such a way that there's like a kernel of truth that kind of hits in the back of the mind. I think. Mm-hmm. So when, when Slender Man hit the, the creepy pasta ideas began to diverge from the original creation. A lot of fan fiction was generated and created a new overarching mythos. So they, they are adding to the story. I think the magic of something like Slender Man is a mirror to population's fear. And it brings that, that subconscious fear that we all have into a community. And this all exemplifies a universal human struggle that we all have. I don't know if it's just like scared of the dark or, or whatever that is. There's like, there's a thing. And then when you add the Slender Man, you have this idea of a guardian angel slash a Grim Reaper figure. And he evolves to like rescue children and not just murder everything. And it's not like dissimilar to the Pied Piper. So if we want to look at the parallels for a moment, it's this ambiguous figure that comes out of nowhere. Right. And this fucker is strange and he offers deliverance from an issue or a plague. Right. And then somehow he gets jacked over. And then he claims all the children to repay their the act of deception from the other adults. And we don't know if the Pied Piper's actually good or evil because those children are never seen again. We don't know what the fuck he does with them. Just because he took he them eats from the them. Movie. You think? 100%. Well, as, as the Slender Man myth grows, 
there's a, there's there's terror, there's fear, there's death, but some people are embraced by him. But yeah, no, no, I don't. Yeah, there's there's like a criteria or something, but this offers horrific power. Okay, because it's attractive. It lures in those who are lonely and who are trying to find their way in the world. What greater audience for that than those in adolescence? And then you have this story of an entire online community, and it's always changing and it's always growing. So there's a bunch of fan art, cosplays, and a whole slew of online fan fictions. And what's awful about the Slender Man is he can be whoever you want him to be. It's like it captures the imagination and makes it somewhat impossible for some people or children to differentiate between the fantasy and the reality. I think that this is a prime example, again, of something that could manifest as a tulpa. Do you guys remember what tulpas are? No. No. Great. Okay. Well, it was in our Shattered People episode, so it was way back. But that is a being that can be manifested surely by the will of people. Mm. Didn't exist prior, but it's kind of like if you believe enough in him, that energy could create an entity that mirrors the fuck. Yeah. So, like, Thunderman's definitely real. And I'm sorry because it's all my fault. I think he scares me. That's just it. He scares he scares a lot of people. He even creeps me out a little bit. And I think that that's the kind of thing that he lives in imagination. I think that's kind of what makes him real in a sense. And I'm wondering if that couldn't manifest into a subconscious reality in a very real, like in a very tangible way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we got all this this laid out. So you guys got a good understanding of who Slender Man is? Yeah. Have questions? No, we're good. Great. You know who right. else he reminds me of? Who? Okay, so do you remember on like old YouTube? Like I found it in like eighth grade. So like fuck, I was like 13. Um, salad fingers. Oh, salad fingers creeps me the fuck out. But now Slenderman salad fingers, same thing. I can't. I can't. So like anytime I see Slenderman, I hear like the salad fingers voice, and I'm just that's like, no, nope. that's even worse. I know. Why did you make Slenderman worse? I'm not sorry. You should. This is what he is in my brain. I can't. I know you can. Now picture like the Slenderman picture, just like Alan fingers. I'm not sorry. You should be. <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> okay. <laughs> so okay, so we have Slenderman, and the uh, title of the episode is Peyton and the Slenderman. So what the hell does Slenderman have to do with Peyton Lutner? That's a um, good I question. I'm glad you asked. Do you want to tell us what the hell it has to do? No, but I'm just no. letting you know that I, I know this case now. Oh, come on, Brady. Join the conversation. Hey, like, doesn't she disappear or die? You're well, about to find out. 100% no. of what we cover on this podcast. No, no, no. Her, <laughs> I know what it is. I remember. I'm not saying anything. It's not nice. I'm going to ruin life. All right. Well, this little girl, Peyton, was personally victimized by the lender, legend of Slenderman. The lender? Yeah, the legend. The lender? Yeah. So for Peyton, the Slenderman was very, very real. On May 30th in Waukesha, Wisconsin, Peyton was at a sleepover with her best friend, Morgan Geyser. Now she, she, huh? The best friend did it. I've seen oh, this episode always. before. Well, the best they, friend always does it. Always. If it's not the best friend, it's the husband. If it's not the husband, it's the lover. Yep. Can it be the butler? Nah, it's never the butler. With the wrench? It could be in Colonel Mustard in the study 
with a candlestick. It's always Colonel Mustard. 100% of the time. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, Peyton and Morgan had been friends since the fourth grade. Morgan also had a new friend who she met earlier that school year, and she invited her to join the festivities. Oh, it could be her. Nah. I think somebody new could definitely ha- it could definitely be them. Does that mean that you're gonna kill one of us, Kevin? I've known Steph for a while, so you're the odd one out, Brandy. Bye. Yeah, you're the new one. Someone, please kill me. No, <laughs> it's, it's not murder if I give you prescription. Prescription. <laughs> prescription permission. Same thing. The more you know. I think that I think when it, I, I think that uh, stuffed animal above your head is going to jump down and kill you soon. It probably will. Anyway, back to the front. All right. So all three girls were twelve years old, and they attended the same public school. Oh, public school is even worse. Yeah. Fuck you! I went to public school. So did I. Shut up. I went to Catholic oh, okay. school. Like yeah, I know my schooling. That's why I know big words. Sometimes. And now you have a cat and a snake. So yeah, that works. Animal witch. So with daddy issues. Perfect Catholic school girl. Yes. You're not wrong. All right. So this sleepover was to celebrate Morgan's 12th birthday party. So prior to the sleepover, they went to a roller skating rink and they you had know, some roller fun. skating's coming back. Is it really? It is. Give me some roller blades, hand down. I can't roller skate. Like, roller skating rinks are on the comeback. I'm very confused. Do you remember Romp and Roll? Yeah. No. Yeah. There's a, there's a roller skating rink right near me. Uh, we should go. It's right next to a bar. No, I know the owner. I went to school with his daughter. All right, so you get us she's, in for free. And she's we a giant a bitch, and she doesn't like me. Does anyone does like you? Does he like you? Is really the- Everyone hates me. I don't hate you. You're my, my Everyone my from friend. high school hates me except for Jake. And that's only because I'm fucking him. Brandy. If there was no sex involved, guaranteed he would hate me. But it's fine. I don't touch that one. I think I'm just gonna go back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We roller guys- skating. Yeah, roller skating rinks. And not not about yeah, roller skating rinks. She's done. She's absolutely done. So after roller skating, they go back to Morgan's house and they decide they want to play in the basement on their iPads. So there they are, all three hanging out in person, but playing on their electronics. So whatever. Sounds glorious. Yeah. Little did Peyton know that that was the evening she was slated to die. Dun, dun. Duh. Or did yeah. she know? And she was like, Brandy, you're just like, fuck it. This is a bit for me. Just end it. Was she just like, please end me? Well, <laughs> me. to explain how they got there, we got to explain the new friend, Anise Geyser, okay, that Morgan met earlier in that year. Now, Anise was a pretty normal little girl. She loved her cat. She had a pretty pink room. And she sang in their school's choir. This girl, man, uh, probably like myself, has a very interesting YouTube search history. (laughs) So she had, like, bunnies eating raspberries, um, the world's worst toaster, uh, dead baby jokes. Those are always funny. Uh, Always funny. You cannot tell me dead baby jokes are funny. No, I think we started telling them in grade school. I mean... What's like the I'm difference between a dead that. baby and a trampoline? You take your boots what? off to jump on the trampoline. <laughs> now, do you know any dead baby jokes? What's worse than one, than one de- 10 dead babies in a trash can? What? <laughs> one dead baby in 10 trash cans. Oh. It's too much plastic. <laughs> Hop onto the post now, guys. Let's go. 
wait, so on the topic of babies, so I stop diapers at work now because I've been demoted to trash. And the one baby on the box of diapers, as I'm stalking it at 4 a.m., I looked at my coworker and I was like, so I'm going to hell. And she goes, why? I was like, that's the ugliest baby I've ever fucking seen. And I just want to kick it in the face. Not all babies are cute, okay? <laughs> it looks like Voldemort when it's all shriveled up and like in the baby form. And I can't do it. was she youtubing there Steph? um she was watching uh self-defense videos from doomsday preppers uh preppers yeah those and then um some lady had like some bangle cat and she bought it a live mouse and they you know you could watch the cat eat the live mouse they're like it's the circle of life and her little son's in the room it's kind of half fucked up and then she was also watching like sanity tests. And there was a video called, Are You a Psychopath? Yes. And she posted a reply, Officer, cuff me. I got the right answer. Now, like a lot of kids, she, start, she started spending a lot of time alone once she got her iPad. Um, and Anissa was one of these kids much like myself at that age that had difficulty making friends. And she would actually burst out into tears in the middle of the school day because she was lonely or she felt bullied. Cause you know, that's kids a big are awful right there. What? Yeah. And that's why kids didn't like her. That's a big fucking mood right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big mood. Literally me. Big fucking mood. I did the same thing. So I, I, I'm in, I don't know what to tell you, but the internet is an amazing way to supplement friends. I know. Cause I did it. Now, what was great for Anissa is uh, her teacher reported. She was super stoked to make friends with Morgan. This was like one of her first real friends and she happened to live pretty close. They rode the same bus home and they bonded over creepy pasta and the slender man. And they kind of like interpreted him as there was like a small bit of lore on the Slender Man where he was an anti-hero who was bullied. And that's why he embraced outcasts much like themselves. Mm. Now, Morgan was a character, too. Are we talking about good old Morgan Weir? Yes. She was the girl that helped form the trio that we were talking about previously. A collector of lost souls, it would appear, because she seemed to be an odd one herself. She was a surprise baby that quickly marched to the beat of her own drum. She also didn't give a shit what anybody thought of her. In some cases, though, it seems that she lacked empathy in certain social situations. The example was given, uh, was telling the Bambi to run and save yourself when his mother was shot and killed in the movie. So yeah, I agree with that. Just run, even though you are tasty, but she I loved love hair. Oh, it's so good. good. There were I thought you were talking about a person and I was like, cannibalism is not okay. Kevin. You're a Disney fanatic too. You should know who the fuck Bambi is. I know, but I forgot you were talking about a deer at first. And I was like, why are we talking about eating people? <laughs> there was a family of four deer in my backyard the other day. And I was like, I've got a shotgun. Oh, my God. No. no. Isn't that you illegal? It is, unfortunately. That's why I didn't do it. Crossbow, on the other mm-hmm. hand, probably would have happened. So what else? Do you have a crossbow? No, yeah. I need to get one. I think everybody needs okay. a crossbow. I don't think I need a crossbow. I don't think I need any weapons. Well, then we could... Never mind. Anyway, she loved <laughs> Harry Potter, Star Trek, and, of course, scary stories. She affectionately referred to her python uh, by the nickname of Bella. No, that's Peyton. Oh, I yes, you're completely right. Yeah, Peyton's nickname is Bella. Get I even crashed. started reading this on my computer to make it easier, and I still fucked, my, fucked it up. I mean, I would love a python named Bella, but this girl did not have a python. She had a Peyton. She did have a Peyton and referred to her by Bella. Although we are now taking donations for Steph to get 
a Python so I can actually get this right in the future. If you're listening to this in the future, Steph has a Python named Bella. That's why that happened. So I think, um, I think being into creepy stories when you're about 12 is not uncommon for that age because I remember watching Tales from the Crypt and Are You Afraid of the Dark? I read Goosebumps and, of course, The Dark, Dark Room. Um, you know what got me at sleepovers? Terrified the living shit out of me. Ready? Bloody Mary. Yeah. One of the girls, they, pl- they pranked me because I'm gullible as shit. Um, they went into the bathroom, supposedly did the Bloody Mary thing. And the girl came out and she had a big scratch with blood on the back of her hand. And it scared the shit out of me. And then she started laughing because she scratched herself to scare me. But, well, I, I was, they only invited me because they invited all the girls from the class. It had nothing to do with me. They didn't like me, but, um, but well, I'm a witch now and I have a big problem with mirrors and dark rooms because I, I, I don't have, if you can tell there's no mirror in my bedroom. I just bought a giant. You better sage that shit because those are portals, and you throw it in a dark ass room. You're asking for trouble. That's still something that scares me to this day. I have saged. I have saged my room so many times. It's okay. Did you ever watch the MTV series that was on from like the early 2000s? No, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. Which one, Steph? How about you? I think it was called Fear. No, you know what? I remember Fear Factor. No, this is completely Fear Factor different. scared my life. Me, Catherine. Oh my God, she was nine, and we watched that Elevator a bunch. She loved that. <gasps> but wait, what's the thing from MTV? They would like do. I don't want to say documentaries because it's not the right word, but like I guess like docu episodes almost on like scary shit that was mm. paranormal stuff. I want to say they were like an hour each. Like they weren't terrible from what I remember, but of course I don't really remember much from that time. So, but anyway, moving on. After the girls started spending Morgan. more time together, it seems yeah, because there's three we're talking about. Yeah, those two. Who you think she got bullied? You think she got bullied because her name was weird? Yes, that's all kids need is a weird name, or you got literally be- any reason. She okay. This is bad. In my notes, before I could figure out their names, Anissa in my notes was the fat one. And Morgan had long hair. Anissa reminded me of prepubescent me because it's all belly and chubs in the cheeks with with these glasses. And I wrote fat one because it reminded me of me at that age. (laughs) But yeah, there was plenty to make fun of, unfortunately. Me and Anessa were in a very similar boat as children. So the more time they started spending together, the more it seems that the Slender Man became manifesting in their reality. During the winter of 08-09, Anessa claimed that the Slender Man targets children the most, and she was terrified that he could kill their entire family. Morgan seemed more fear, more familiar with Slender uh, because she had seen him since she was five years old. And she still sees him in her dreams. It also seems that Anissa thinks that they had become that they should become proxies or servants to fall under the Slender Man's influence, and that they had to have their own violent and insane nature rather than being puppets of the Slender Man. I don't like, I haven't read ahead of the notes very far, but I don't like where this is going. Yeah. Well, Morgan can see Slender Man when she's awake too. You kind of skim that part. So she sees him in a, in a space, even when nobody else does. Does she really, or does she just say she does? She sees him. Oh, yeah, I totally missed that line. Yeah, I'm telling so you. Is she, like, hallucinating? Well, we'll find out, but she sees like Slenderman. She, she sees the Slenderman. And okay. um, 
yeah, this idea of proxies, uh, Anissa brings up to them. So. Mm. <clears throat> I don't like her. Morgan is interested in the idea, but she doesn't know how to make that happen. That is when Anissa explains that they have to kill Bella to prove themselves worthy. Uh, if they can gain the Slenderman's favor, then all the creepy pastas who have also done this come to live in the Slenderman's mansion, which is found in the middle of Nicolette National Park in Wisconsin. Seems like a weird place, but hey, Wisconsin doesn't have much going for it except cheese. Once they have completed the task at hand, uh, their families would be spared a horrific death. Anissa deeply believed the lore, and she is desperately wanting to prove the skeptics wrong. They these were necessary actions for both of them, and then they begun they began to plot how to kill. Peyton in December. The original plan was to attack her on the night of May 30th, 2014 uh, by taping her mouth shut, stabbing her in the neck, placing her under the covers to make it look like she was sleeping and then fleeing. They did not attack her that night as the two were said to be too tired or too groggy. Uh, Morgan tried to pursue bone the killing by saying they should let her have another morning. In the morning, all three girls woke up to the breakfast of donuts and fresh strawberries. Once they ate, they asked Morgan's mom if they could go to the park to play. Little did she know that her daughter had stolen a knife from the kitchen and hid it in her waistband. Thoughts? Anybody? Should I just keep going? I caught it. I'll just keep going. So the playground equipment is super fun, of course. Uh, the girls of course. played for played for a while uh, before they had to use the public bathroom. There was a second plan that Anissa had concocted in which Peyton would be murdered here since the bathroom had drains that would uh, carry away the blood. I mean, yeah. It's practical. To, yeah, it really is. I got handed to her. Yeah. Um, no. They could stab her, prop her up on the toilet, and lock the stall door. This, like several of several other of Anissa's plans, was ruled out. The courage of conviction seemed to be waning. Anissa learned from the creepypastas that it is better to kill someone when they are, uns- when they are asleep or unconscious. Uh, if you look into someone's eyes, you see the reflection of yourself, uh, and you don't want to kill yourself. So uh, she asked Bella to take a nap, which she promptly declined. Yeah. <laughs> In the bathroom. Yeah, just take a nap. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If someone was like, hey, you want to take a nap? I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I do. And that's how I die. That's how I die. Death via nap. Perfectly appropriate. She died doing what she loved. <laughs> Naps. Nap. Yeah. She's going to die the way she lived. Asleep. Mm. <laughs> there was a little tidbit in Anissa telling the story later where uh, I'm not sure if it happened or not, but she claimed where she like, while her eyes were closed, she didn't take a nap, but she like agreed to close her eyes or something. And Anissa had knocked her head back into the concrete wall. And I don't know how much this happened because the next part of the story happens. And I'm like, why would Peyton still play with them after that. So I don't think, I don't know what to make of that. So if you watch a documentary, that's in Anissa's retelling later, I guess. But when the girls leave the bathroom, Anissa and Morgan decided that they should play a rousing game of hide and seek. Bella, also known as Peyton, 
doesn't like hide and seek. So Same. Morgan, like, what's that scares the shit out of me too? The anticipation. Yeah. Of being found. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd rather be the seeker. Honestly. Nah, because I get bored. I'll leave you hiding. It's <laughs> <laughs> wonderful thought follow through, Brandy. Fantastic. I know. <laughs> well, Morgan's a, a prom problem solver. So she says, look, we'll play hide and seek, and then you can pick the next game. All right. So Anissa managed to lure Peyton farther and deeper into the woods while they were playing. In her own words, she said that Morgan and I were going to be like lionesses chasing down a zebra. Okay. Once they had her pinned, Morgan tried to hand the knife to Anissa. And she's like, this is because you know where all the soft spots are. And Anissa go, nope, nope, you do it. Uh, Go ballistic, go crazy. Make sure she's down, is what she says. Morgan said, oh, look, I can't, I can't do this unless you tell me to do it. So Anissa walks about five feet away before she turns back to give them command. She's like, now, don't be afraid. I'm only a little kitty cat, Morgan says. And she positions herself better to secure Peyton's legs. And then she leans in very closely to her ear and whispers. That's when the stabbing begins. Yeah. So Morgan begins to stab Peyton, which didn't feel like anything to her. It just felt like air. Now, of course, Peyton was screaming. She was stabbed upwards of 19 times with a five inch blade in her arms, her legs, and her torso. Somehow, during the frenzied attack, this the blade, the knife, managed to miss a major artery, and another stab wound missed her heart by merely a millimeter. Now, Bella... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's a little bit of a badass. Uh, she scolds Anissa with some of her last breaths. I trusted you and I hate you. And then she repeats this morbid mantra, I can't see, over and over again. So after Morgan has stabbed Peyton, which you were, you guys are right, the best friend did it, Anissa moved Bella's body away from the road and told her, lay down and be quiet. You'll lose blood slower. We're going to go get you help. Now, oh, they're not. You're right. They're not. Not at all. Don't lie to her. Yeah, they, they left her to die. Like, you just stabbed me. You're not going to get me help. I'm not fucking stupid. No. No. Um, so An- Anissa and Morgan begin walking near the interstate so that they can find Slender's mansion. Now, Nicolette Park, from where they live, is four hours by car. And they think they're going to walk there. Yeah. Yep. And they think if they make this walk... They can find out if they've pleased Slenderman enough to join his rank of proxies. Now, Anissa had sent a final goodbye text, and it is as follows. This is my final wish to those who care. Do not grieve my absence, but remember me for who I was. I love you and cherish you all, and I wouldn't do you harm. I call bullshit, but okay. Total bullshit. Well, this is where Anissa decides to have a nervous breakdown. Okay. So she had enough. She wanted to go home and she's like, Morgan, you are solely to blame because you stabbed her. Morgan, uh, just is usually so like emotionally disconnected, but, and she's not usually a crier, but for some reason she let go and slobbed, right? She crawled out to the heavens. Let's say it would be dramatic. And she says, I quote, Slender, if you're listening, please help us. Of course, they were met with silence and nothing happened and no one was coming to save them. Now, Peyton, badass through and through. She did not die in the woods. She survived long enough to drag herself out of those woods into the dead end street known as Big Bend Road. 
a passing cyclist found her crying out for help and called 911. Now, as she sobbed, Peyton explained that her best friends had attacked her. Once the call went out, Anissa and Morgan were apprehended near the Interstate 94 at Steinhoffel's furniture store. And the knife that they used in the stabbing was still in the bags that they would carry. Of course. Mm-hmm. They didn't know anybody. You don't take that with you. You leave it there after mm-hmm. you clean it. got to think this yeah. through. The girls would be tried and convicted as adults and charged with first-degree attempted murder. And no one wanted them to walk free after their 18th birthday. Uh, Anissa was sentenced to a maximum of 40 years to life in prison and an intermediate sentence that involved at least three years being locked in confinement in addition to involuntary treatment at a state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of their symptoms or until age 53, whichever happens first. After this, a can a continued communal supervision, a periodic periodic reevaluation and or reinstitution for further treatment as needed or required uh, by the sentence imposed. And she wishes that she had never been introduced to Morgan or that she had never introduced Morgan to creepy pastas. Morgan pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide in hopes that it would reduce her jail time. A jury found her not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect, and despite being separated, the pair live on into fan art across the web and have somehow forever romanticized with the Slenderman. And the woods behind Big Bend Road, where the stabbing occurred, have been torn down and cleared away. Now, uh, before I tell the tragedy of what I feel the story is, uh, Anissa is still in prison, right? So she's still not free. Um, They've been filing appeals for her for quite some time. Um, Now, she did not stab. Peyton, how responsible do you think that she is for her death or stabbing? She survives. Actually, she Peyton went back to school after recovering in the summer. She was back in school that fall. I'm Peyton. That's a badass shit right there. Yeah, it was all the bitch's idea. You're responsible. That's conspiracy to commit murder. That's how I felt. Uh, Her dad kind of feels differently. Some of the community feels differently um, because she didn't actually stab. Um, At the trial, a spokesman on behalf of Bella uh, even said um, Morgan should get a steeper sentence because she stabbed her and Anissa should still serve a lot of time, but a lesser sentence because she didn't stab her. This was Peyton's own rationalization of the attempt. I think what I like about this true crime case is that the victim lived, mm-hmm. which is why I'm not uh, a, a soppy, sad mess like last episode. But, uh, Brian, you kind of ruined my twist already. The, the tragedy of the story is Morgan's father, Matt, is schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a smart ass bitch. No, she knew it. Yep, yep. She inherited a disease that is so rare that it's only found in 1% of the population. What sucks is, is both parents for Morgan knew it was a possibility, but they found no reason to suspect that she was suffering from the same illness. And they think that Matt, or at least Morgan's mom, thinks her husband is so high functioning. But if you watch him in an interview, he's like... I still see colors and I still see the devil in my backseat. I just know he's not real. That's considered high functioning schizophrenia. So like 
my only other thing with schizophrenia is they won't like they don't want to diagnose it in younger kids because it can still be like the imagination like it's harder to diagnose in younger kids than it is for like a 17 18 year old to be diagnosed yeah um what's you're right because what sucks is that affects how a person thinks feels and behaves okay Mm -hmm. and kids yeah they're prone to fantasies but and schizophrenia they've lost touch with reality and it's hard to tell the difference and significant it's a lot of stress okay it's stress Mm -hmm. for the kid it's stress for these parents um and it's stress for their friends uh, if left untreated, the symptoms of schizophrenia, uh, schizophrenia can be persistent and disabling, but generally schizophrenia is not dangerous. The only time it becomes dangerous is when uh, a fantasy is so harmful that it causes them to be harmful, right? Mm-hmm. What sucks for Morgan is that her delusions and hallucinations were all centered around a deadly idea of Slenderman. And this is an idea that Anessa fed, not realizing that her friend was schizophrenic. Uh, Morgan, I mean, she reported seeing ghosts at the age of three. Uh, She said that they were very friendly, although they bit her and pulled her hair. Okay. What kid goes, oh, I saw a boogeyman. There's a ghost in my closet. Like, that's normal. I thought I saw shadow people when I was three. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Metaphysically speaking, children are more open to those kind of things. Um, so it's hard to tell what's imagination, what's real, what's not. It's so fucking hard. What I think is starting to be the trigger or like, you know, the, the, the hallmarks manifesting is as she was going through school, right? She's in what sixth grade with these girls or something. She mm-hmm. could hear and see Professor Snape in their school. Um, she also saw unicorns, and one of the girls in her class presented to her as a pegasi. She didn't see a little girl. She saw a pegasus in the middle of her fucking school day in the chair cool. instead of where the girl was. It, I mean, what point is that overactive imagination, and what point is that, hey, this is a cry for help? Yeah. The worst part is, is she, um, after everything happened, they're like, well, are you okay? What's, are you, what's, what's going on with you? And she goes, I'm not stressed about it because I can use Vulcan mind control to manipulate any situation I'm in. Hmm. Apparently Vulcan mind control though, does not work on the Slenderman, according to Morgan, just so you know. Oh, good. They are still in telepathic communication and she's still kind of thank God or not thank God. I don't know. She continues to live with a fear that if she upsets him, Slender is still going to come for her and her family. Even now. Um, Officially, she was finally sentenced to 25 years to life. An indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked in confinement and involuntary treatment at a psychiatric, psychiatric institute, much like Anissa, um, and then she needed communal supervision until the age of 37. Um, listening to her mom try to talk to her, like, she's alone in a cell and there's no fucking window. Like, when she was shortly after this happened. So, mm-hmm. My favorite is the aftermath, okay? Gotta have a good favorite. Oh, yeah. In a statement to the media on June 4th, 2014, Eric Knudsen said... Air quote, I am deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin, and my heart goes out to the families who are affected by this terrible act. And then he stated he would not be giving interviews on the matter. Now, there is a guy, um, Sloshed Train, who was the administration administrator of the Creepypasta Wiki. Okay, he also made a comment. He said that the stabbing was an isolated incident and did not accurately represent the creepypasta community. And he also stated that the creepypasta wiki was a literary website and also did not condone murder or satanic rituals. Had to include the Satan. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's it. That's the end of my notes. That's the end of the story. Well, there you go. 
We had a little bit of myth, a little bit of true crime. How do you guys feel about it? Nice episode there. Thank you. What did we learn? Brandy, you haven't been here for a minute. The Slenderman is scary and I don't like it. And it's real, clearly. Well, you picked a hell of an episode to come back on. Look at me. You're not sleeping tonight. I'm going to take 27 Benadryl and I'm going to go to sleep. Till the night terrors. You're supposed to say, shut the fuck up, Steph. I said it. I whispered it. I said, shut the fuck up, Steph. <laughs> All right, Kev, you got a weird but true for us? I do. We're going way, way back to 1858 today. That's a good year. It's a good year. I wasn't you know born. Ha- Thank you, Brandy, for your incredible insight. <laughs> uh, you know what happened in 1858? You were born? I was. I'm that old. <laughs> so there was a brawl involving 50 congressmen on the floor of the House. It ended when someone knocked a wig off a man's head. He then picked it up and put it on backwards, causing both sides to stop fighting from laughter. But it's the middle of a battle royale over politics and a backwards wig stops the entire fight? Yes. That's not funny. Maybe I should go put on one of my wigs backwards. We, We could tell me how funny it is. There, there's your, there's your strange but true. It, it was mildly unbelievable. That's incredible. Oh my! You didn't have to say they had, had to be believable. They just had to be true. That is true. That is why they're called weird but true. Exactly. Brandy, Brandy. Do you know what comes next. I get to pick give a number. A, give us a number. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. Yep, one to a hundred. They're getting slim. We're halfway done, guys. We reached the halfway point of my commitment to Sound Maiden. Oh, halfway there. Fifty-seven. Oh, oh, wizard on a bear. I can't hear you. What? You picked a number we didn't have yet. You picked good. (gasps) <gasps> woot, woot. First time in a long fucking time. <laughs> All right. Your non-offensive dare this week is to solve a puzzle. No. Yes. I hate puzzles. Well, there's they multiple kinds of puzzles. There's, there's Everyone more than hates one. me, Kevin. That's not true. Do you know how many people missed you? Do you know how many fucking tweets I got? Like, where the fuck is Brandy? You should have just told them all that I died. No. <gasps> On that note, I need to tell you something. Uh-oh. Spaghetti. But it's like, it's like personal involving someone that we like. All right. So we're going to end the show for this one. Um, just a reminder, guys, since we reached the halfway mark, that I promised my sister 100 episodes. If you want the podcast to survive past 100 episodes, I suggest joining the Patreon. Or um, just interacting with us. Yeah. I'd be happy with that, too. Yeah. Um, but that's it for this week. 
Bernie, what advice would you like to give our listeners for this week? My advice to you too is to check the group chat. I just saw that you texted us. Um, my advice is don't be garbage. Don't drink two bottles of wine and then take a bath and be happy. All right, guys, that's the words of Brandy. <laughs> don't do what she does and be happy. Don't be like me. All right, bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Wear a mask, make bad decisions. <laughs> bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>